Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Pastor Jeff. I'm the pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Last week we finished with 2 Peter 2. I'm sorry, 2 Peter 1, verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Eyewitnesses of his majesty. This is Peter, the one that was crucified upside down. This is Peter, the one that walked Jesus, the one that denied Jesus, the one that Jesus restored. This is the Jesus, this is the Peter that knew Jesus. He was an eyewitness of Jesus' majesty. This is one that we can trust. This is one that does not come in great boldness of follow me because I have authority, but this is one that comes saying, I'm a servant because that's what Jesus has called us to be. Second Peter 1.17, for he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And I think we need to look at a few things as we dig into 2 Peter 1, the ending of the first chapter. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love with him. I'm well pleased. I'm not going to jump to Matthew 5. I'm going to go to uh, Romans, where we find in Romans 8, Romans 8, 17 and 18. Romans 8, 17 and 18. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. During this pandemic, it's been a uh, difficult time. It's been very hard for us to understand. It's simply uh, difficult to navigate where you've never been. But we can take great pride and have tremendous peace in knowing that Jesus understands what's taking place, and Jesus knows that his dad, our father, has a plan for us, and so we can will be co-heirs with him. We can find truth in knowing that Jesus is calling us co-heirs with him as we look again at this verse. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. If we have professed Jesus to be our Savior, if we have stated, God, you need to forgive me of my sins, I'm choosing your life over what I thought would bring life, but I understand only brings death. I'm choosing your salvation. I'm choosing your way over my way. I'm choosing your truth. Then I understand that I am a co-heir with Jesus because we have shared in his sufferings through the person of Jesus, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. What a tremendous hope that gives that we are co-heirs with Christ, that we are in this with Jesus. So Jesus is not just saying, you need to go do this on your own, but this is for you. And in Second uh, Peter 1.17 we read, he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the uh, majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. As co-heirs with Jesus, we can also hear God the Father saying, 
This is my child whom I love with him. I'm well pleased because we are covered by the truth of Jesus. This was first found in Matthew, Matthew 17, 5 through 7. While he, Jesus, was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Do not be afraid. And Jesus is telling us that as much as we want to fear, as the Bible says, to fear God, it means to respect, to understand, to know the deity, to know to have to fear because we are co-heirs with him. As Christians, as believers, God sees us as Jesus's brothers and sisters, that, he, they, that God sees us as the ones that have accepted the free gift of salvation, that it's nothing that we can do, manufacture, or try to accomplish, but it's we have accepted Jesus, and now God sees us as co-heirs with Christ. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. We do not need to fear. We just need to know that God sees Jesus when he sees us hidden through the blood and sacrifice of what Jesus did on the cross. This is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. This is what God is saying to you. This is my child whom I love with him. I am well pleased. God loves us and is certainly for us. In 2 Peter 1, 19-20, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. There's so much of this in my fat heads in the way, so you might have to uh, grab a Bible and look it up on your own or use a version Bible app that you've downloaded on your phone or the iDisciple application on your iPad and read this for yourself. But Second Peter 2, chapter 1, verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. It's so interesting that uh, when you are looking for something, you don't look for the dark uh, to find it, but you bring light into that dark area so you can find and search and seek out. God's light is completely reliable as it illuminates and it reveals and it shows and it uh, reveals what's taking place. We can pay attention to it. You would do well to pay attention to what God is saying, this prophetic message that we can take part in the richness, the the wealth, not monetary, uh, monetarily, but we could take part in this peace, in this hope, in this joy that even during a pandemic, we can know that God is with us because he is with Jesus and we've accepted Jesus, his forgiveness. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. This is not because somebody had a great idea, so they wrote it down. No prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. It's not like you look at something now 
then you go back in history and say, hey, look, this uh, what happened now fulfilled, but it's looking at things from the past and looking and say, this is what God's going to do. We believe by faith what God is going to do, not because we manufactured something in our own minds, not because we came up with something in our own heart, because in Isaiah it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. This is Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. It's not because of the prophet's wise mind that we thought we could uh, make this happen. It's not like we want to tell the future because we cannot declare what God's thoughts are unless we know Jesus. And then we aren't declaring what we think his thoughts are. We are declaring his own thoughts. It's not what we think God should do. It's not as I've shared before, I had a friend that said, well, if I was God, this is what I would make the Bible mean. And you can't go from that vantage point. You have to say, this is what God thought it meant. And so this is the truth. It's not Jesus plus our thoughts. It's not our wise interpretations. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is why it is so necessary that we get into God's word, we begin to study his word, we begin to look at scripture, we begin to read scripture, because that scripture reveals truth with great clarity of what God is going to do and where he's going to take us and what he wants to do in and through us. It's not we have an idea and when we try to apply God's scripture to it, because that's backwards thinking. And that is contrary to what God is calling us to. This prophetic word that sounds so mysterious and mystical and out there. It's only prophetic because Jesus is the prophet. It's not prophetic because some person came up with this and tried to figure it out. But as co-heirs with Jesus, we can understand that God says to us, you are my child whom I love, who I am well pleased. Jesus is saying, God is saying to us, to Jesus, that he is proud of us. We continue looking. For prophecy never had its origin in a human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And this is where we're going to close today. This concludes chapter 1 of Second Peter. This is what I want to leave you so we can think about it, so we can take it home. I would encourage you to read Second Peter chapter 1 every day this week. That's only 21 verses. And if you read it every day by the end of the week, you may have bits and pieces memorized and they stick with you. And it's not just because, oh, you engaged your mind. That's part of it. Well, the second part of this, carry along by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring to mind what you need. This is so important because as we look at this, it was never because of uh, human will. It was never because of will of man. It wasn't for prophecy never had its origin in human will. It's not because somebody thought this would be great, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. What if God is saying, that it's not up to you to determine or define. It's not up to you to grit your teeth and by your own will, by your own power, 
but it's as we are carried along by the Holy Spirit. As we get into God's Word, as we spend time with people, I believe, I've shared before, but I think it's still true, God would say that we are to love Him and to serve people. The only way you could serve people is to spend time with people. And how can you spend time with people in the middle of a pandemic when we have to socially distance? Well, we have to understand the supernatural, that we are carried along by the Holy Spirit that we can intercede and pray for someone and know that God is with them as he is with us. And we truly can worship together individually because as Christians, we know that God is all around and God is for us by the power and presence of his Holy Spirit. For non-Christians, his presence is still with them. They have just not recognized it yet as Jesus. They think maybe it's just a coincidence or it's their own conscience or it's something that they've manufactured. But remember, it is never a human will or by the will of man, but it's only by being carried along, carried through by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Second Peter, Peter's second letter was written to us to give us great pause and caution Chapter 2, we get into next week about how he cautions us against false teachers, people that have devised wise sayings, things that sound like Scripture, but that are not the truth of God, that sound like what Jesus would have said or done, but is not what Jesus said or did, which sounds good, but we must be reminded in Isaiah, our thoughts are not his thoughts, so we must make his thoughts our thoughts, not the other way around. And so we can be carried along through this pandemic by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. We can be carried along through this time, understanding that we are not just praying individually, but we are praying to one that touches and pierces. Diaprio is a Greek word that's cutting to the core of one's heart, one's soul, one's spiritual being and revealing truth to them, saying that I love you. Accept me because I created you for a purpose. With you, I want to be well pleased. And for us as Christians, God is saying, I'm so proud of you. You are well pleased. And we realize it's not because what we do, but it's simply because how we live is we are living out the following of the Holy Spirit. I want us to be encouraged today that God has a special plan for us. And there is great caution, there is great pause that we do not listen or be deceived by wise sayings of people that sound right, but we could take every precaution and just follow Jesus. So if it means wearing a mask, then wear a mask. If it means socially distancing, then we socially distance. If it means not meeting together in large groups like we used to do, we understand that God is big enough to take us, to move us forward in the power of His Spirit because we are united in soul because we've accepted and embraced His sacrifice. We've confessed with our mouth and believed in our heart that we are sinners and we need Jesus to forgive us and to make us new. And so with that, that I trust is an encouragement to you. 
I trust that you understand that God is truly for us. Uh, we're going to finish with a different blessing this month. This is Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. This is not from Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, turn his face toward you and give you peace. That is truly a blessing that I hope we embrace, that we know, that we experience, and we understand. But this is a, another blessing. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We are co-heirs with Jesus. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He chose us so he made it possible that we might be holy and blameless in his sight. In his love, he predestined us for us. He set it up for us to live this way. So won't we choose to live this way? As Living Hope Wesleyan Church, we just want to say that we are trying to create community and communicate care. And if there's ever been a time where creativity has been necessary, it is in 2020. It's been this time that we do want to communicate. We want to connect that you are a part of something larger, that you are a part of who Jesus has called us to become. We are Christians. We are the family of God. We are the body of Christ. We are engaging in a way that we can interact at a level that God understands. And though it's very different, we know that God is with us and God is for us. And the last part of care, I was just thinking this morning that maybe that care means caution for those that are sick, that are susceptible to COVID-19, that we as a church, what better place to show enormous care for people, caution for their health and well-being than the local church that is for Jesus and with Jesus. So with that, we conclude. A few of the other announcements. The hygiene pantry continues. You can certainly donate, give, or drop items off at our physical address. We want to encourage you to uh, be a part and to do that. And just to say that the in-person service coming up the end of the month, uh, we encourage you as well to uh, sign up, wear a mask, even if outside, socially distance, even if you feel great. Because I believe as a church, we have that responsibility to others. So let us as a church create community and communicate care, knowing that God is with us and he is for us. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you have a plan and we can hold tight to you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. With that, have a wonderful Labor Day. I trust you have a long holiday, a long weekend, and we can enjoy this holiday celebrating even at a distance with one another. Go in peace. Know God is for you. Amen and amen.